the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Your best financial partner. This is Business 1440. KYCR. Golden Valley. A service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo says the U.S. is realistic about the peace deal it signed with the Taliban. Here's correspondent Zaria Shackley. The U.S. has signed a peace agreement with Taliban militants aimed at bringing an end to 18 years of bloodshed in Afghanistan and allowing U.S. troops to return home from America's longest war. Speaking after the signing ceremony in Qatar, Pompeo said he was still angry about the September 11, 2001 attacks that were planned in Afghanistan under Taliban rule. Pompeo also said the U.S. will do whatever is necessary for its security if the Taliban do not comply with the agreement. I'm Zaria Shakili. On Wall Street, investors reacted negatively to the coronavirus on Friday, driving the Dow down 357 points to close out the week at 25,000 409. This is SRN News. Being a teenager is tough. There's the constant pressure to be liked. Endless worrying about college. Cyberbullying, high expectations, all the negativity. There's no question. Being a teenager is tough. And what do Minnesota's teens do when they want to block out the noise and clear their heads? We play! Research shows that teenagers who participate in high school sports have lower stress levels, more confidence, and greater self-esteem. And then there's the biggest benefit of all. High school sports are fun. Not just fun. They're a lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) Encourage your teenagers to participate in the sport or activity when they go to high school. They'll stress less and smile more. And they'll be laying the foundation for a happier, healthier future. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Wall Street Business Network is on the air. I'm excited. This economy is on fire. It's the King Banyan Show. Let me emphasize that correlation is not causation. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Unemployment is low because everyone has two jobs. Please bring on the recession. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now, here's King Banyan. Inflation getting higher. Makes it hard on the buyer. Unemployment on the rise. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. Business 1440. Um, looking up. Oh, hang on a second. Hang on a second. I'm trying to type and talk at the same time. Ah. There we go. Got it. Wanted to get you this information right now. At this particular moment, at this particular moment, the Fed funds rate is currently targeted 150 to 175. Right? 
In the Fed Fund's future market from March 18th, there is now a 95% probability of a 50% rate cut. Bloomberg, I didn't, I, I didn't have an exact, I, I didn't have a good enough uh, audio to play for you to sort of emphasize this. But bank on Bloomberg yesterday, and then and then spread to the other stations. So you would have heard it right here on Business fourteen forty yesterday. That's why you should tune in every day. Now, I mean, I love it that you tune in on Saturdays, and I'd be even more honored if it turned out you would listen to the replay on Sunday in case you missed something the first time. But a rate cut right now. So Bank of America comes out and says fifty percent rate cut. We need a fifty percent rate cut. By the end of business yesterday, by the close of business down at, down at the Chicago Board of Exchange yesterday, our Chicago Mercantile Exchange yesterday, a 50% rate cut has probability of 94.9% in the data. I think it's bound to happen that they at least cut 25 and they likely cut 50. What I'm arguing for, what I'm arguing for is, is not that they do it this way. Be my preference to do the following. Monday, 10 a.m., FOMC, after having had an emergency meeting tomorrow, Sunday, comes out and says, we're making an intermediate cut of 25 basis points. We're going to take out an insurance policy regarding coronavirus right now, because my gosh, everybody else is. If you run an organization that has contact with the public, and you have not even thought about coronavirus, get off your duff and get, get to it, because it's a big deal. All right? All the organizations that I work with have had conversations about what does this mean for me? What does this mean for me right now? And I, I, I won't go into any details of the various organizations I work with, but I can tell you I'm on two nonprofit boards. I'm on, I'm on a city board, and, of course, I'm dean of the School of Public Affairs here at, at, a, at a significantly sized uh, university that has, you know, daily foot traffic during the week during the school year of, of somewhere between twelve and 15,000 persons, depending on the day of the week and the time of the day. So guess what? We have to talk about it. We have to get ready for it. The Fed statement was unusual, and it's fine, and he wanted that into the record before markets closed on Friday. But if Jay Powell really wants to do something, I think he has to come out and say now, come out on Monday and say, we're going to take an insurance cut out right at this moment. We're not going to wait for March 18th. I don't think it looks like a panic because by having the market think you're going to get 50 and instead you give them 25, you're saying, I have the confidence that this, that this isn't that big a deal. But we have a lot. We have much more uncertainty than we had before, and so we're going to take this step now. I would not do fifty basis points on an intermediate cut. I would do. I probably would agree to fifty, if it, if he had waited until the meeting to to make that decision. But I don't think they should wait. And. Um, over on Twitter, let me grab let me grab that the quote. It's, it was a very interesting point he made. This is from uh, this is from uh, a, a fellow down in Dallas who follows us uh, regularly, uh, who goes by the Twitter handle Black Lion CTA. I I kept track of him. I've corresponded with him on other platforms besides this uh, besides this on uh, Twitter. But he writes at these levels i'm not sure there's much the fed can do to move aggregate demand flooding the zone with additional currency isn't going to accomplish much unless lending standards are reduced well lending okay let me let's talk about that lending standards have been reduced we've seen substantial evidence of that already i think the lending standards are looser than they were 2 years ago commercial construction's done very well do we think that all those commercial construction projects 
could have met the same criteria that we had in 2014, 2015? I think not. I think regulatory, I think the regulatory agencies have sort of backed off. I think the, I think the pressure from, from the regulators, from, say, FDIC or the, or the Office of the Controller of the Currency, I think, or, or even from many of the state banking regulators, are a little more lax than they were before. That's what 10 years, of, 10 years going on, 11 years of expansion do. Eventually, people get confident. Eventually, people lose. Me- there's a loss of memory. Many of those people that are look are doing bank examinations are typically younger folks because those jobs don't pay well. You earn your you earn your stripes doing bank examinations for FDIC or or some other bank regulator, and then you hop into the private sector and make and and make your big coins. Then they haven't lived through two thousand eight. I wonder what share of the bank examiners have got done that. So lending standards already reduce. So you might wonder, why would, why would I think that this is going to increase aggregate demand? Again, aggregate demand is about monetary policy. And monetary policy is all about, okay, monetary policy is all about creating uh, creating the conditions for what the equilibrium inflation rate will be and therefore what the equilibrium nominal interest rate will be. Fed doesn't control real interest rates. It controls nominal interest rates. And it has some small, it, it can have some short-term impact on real rates, but the equilibrium real rate is not controlled by, is not controlled by, by the Fed. I think what's important to understand is the Fed's going to say, we're going to do whatever it takes. Now, the whatever it takes part always scares people because it sounds like I'm advocating for negative interest rates. I am not. I think they've been a disaster for Europe. I think they would be a disaster for the United States. Okay? I don't know how banks can stay in business with negative interest rates. I know it's, and you heard me say in the beginning of the show today, I mentioned financial repression. I did that intentionally. Negative interest rates are financial repression on stilts. You absolutely positively should never, ever go there. Right. But extra currency can have an impact in this way. It can lead to bringing funds from offshore into... It can stop some of that, that issue with the US dollar appreciating. Remember, go back to the go back to this particular point. I while the interest rates are important and while currency is important, another thing which is important is the exchange rate because this economy is becoming increasingly open, contrary to the wishes of the of the administration. When you hear the president rail about high interest rates, every once in a while he steps on, yeah, every once in a while he steps on a rake, but every once in a while he also steps on on the correct point, they are increasing the exchange rate in the United States and making us less competitive. And so our export markets are suffering. So there is a trade channel through which we can stimulate aggregate demand, even if that additional money is not going anywhere else. That additional money going into the currency markets it's going to drop the the dollar relative to other currencies. It's going to make our exports a little more a little more competitive, and there's an impact that could be had through that. And that's where, in fact, the Fed could have a real impact, at least for a while, into that market. Believe me, our our international trade partners would not be happy if it turned out we were cutting interest rates, you know, as aggressively as as some of us would argue. They will not like the fifty point bait, fifty point cut, because that would put us that would put the Europeans on the wrong foot. That will even put our friends the British on the wrong foot, and that'll be a problem for them. But it might be it might be the right thing to do, and it can have an impact on the economy, even if it doesn't mean there's additional domestic lending. 
because those dollars could be borrowed for international lending purposes rather than domestic lending purposes. The difference between the Black Plague story, the Plague story, the Black Death story, and the coronavirus story is during the Black Death, there's pretty much no international trade. Every, every part of the world, even England, is an autarky. It, it only trades with itself. Now, with international trade being as large as it is, you have transmission mechanisms between different countries, and it's a very different thing than what we saw back then. I don't think you can't use the, the – I, I, I saw some people using that story, including Sumner even, using, using the Black Death as a, as a story for why coronavirus would do this or that to the economy. It's like, no, you're missing all the international trade mechanisms. That, 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 story, that story doesn't hold. Okay, and I think they're very important when the country that's the that that that's the uh, precipitating factor turns out to be China, which has an export-oriented policy, but does a whole lot of import substitution as well, and has restrictions on on the ability of other countries to export with it. It gives it a really funky flavor and 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 kind of hard to tease out. I'm gonna. I'm going to use some of the modeling we've just talked about because I've actually today taught you a little bit about how a macroeconomist tries to use a very simple model of of aggregate demand and aggregate supply to think about an economy. I'm going to shift that focus a little bit because another another place where we've had we've had significant discussion over the last few weeks and a great post posted last weekend that we just barely touched on from Casey Mulligan. Um, talking about how to talk about the impact of the various proposals that you're hearing during the Democratic debate. No accident. I'm talking about this today when when Democrats in South Carolina are choosing who they would prefer to be their nominee. We're going to talk about the Sanders plan and how you could use economics to talk about the impact of that plan. Right after this, the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to Business 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. Guys, waking up over and over to urinate is not okay. But now you can reduce those nighttime bathroom trips with the ingredients in Super Beta Prostate P3 Advanced. We're talking about less urges to urinate at night less bathroom trips during the day, and better bladder emptying. It's like taking three prostate supplements in one. You can try a full 30-day bottle of P3 Advanced, free. Just pay shipping and handling. No strings attached, no obligations, and no commitments to buy. This is a 30-day supply, absolutely free. Call 1-800-459-3174. Super Beta Prostate is the best-selling brand in major retailers like Walmart. But for this no-strings-attached free bottle, you must call now. Call 1-800-459-3174. Don't miss out on this unprecedented free offer. Call 1-800-459-3174. 1-800-459-3174. You want your child to succeed at every level in life. To succeed, they need a solid foundation. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, we help your child get into a private Christian school for 50% off their first year. Visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Pro-Life Across America is celebrating its 30th year of saving babies. That's right. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. We began three decades ago, and thanks to our supporters, we now have billboards, radio ads, and Internet ads across the country. So what have we learned in these 30 years? No woman wants an abortion. Most feel panic, pressure, and alone. Our hotline receives an average of 200 to 250 calls a month. We connect callers with free, confidential, and life-affirming assistance. Please help continue this legacy of support or post-abortion assistance. Visit us at prolifeacrossamerica.org or to donate today, simply press pound 250 on your cell phone and say the key words pro life, pro life across America, non political and totally educational. Pro-life across America. 
If you could build the world's greatest radio station, where would you start? We'd begin by creating a live station that's able to provide breaking news updates. Then we'd install some of today's top political voices behind the mic. Finally, we'd craft a convenient way to listen with a specialized mobile app. No, it's not a work in progress. It's on the air now. AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent radio. Online at am1280thepatriot.com. I was having a conversation. Have King Banger Show Business fourteen forty. I was having a conversation with a with a colleague of mine. We were in a car yesterday. Fabulous experience. We were down at the state capitol watching uh, some undergraduate students present their research that they'd worked on, and it was really great stuff. But coming back, um, he is uh, from the British Isles, and um, I confess, I confess a complete love for uh, for all things Britpop, um, and. Uh, Unabashedly, okay. I because we I asked him. Uh, we were driving by XL. And I said, "Last great concert you saw there?" And he, after saying he took his daughter to see Taylor Swift, he said, "Well, prior to that, Duran Duran." And I'm like, "Awesome! That's great!" And in, in, and and so we got it got us into a long discussion of that. Um, uh, I mentioned that uh, there were two there were two alb- two things that got me to stop listening to. Um, uh, metal uh, and things and started moving me in a different direction and Peter Gabriel and Genesis was one of them the other was Talking Head 77 uh, but that was th- but so 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 odd uh, that why you choose that song right there because that's a that's like one of those that's like listening to that song is like one of those pivotal moments when you're like I've been listening to lousy music <laughs> right I gotta change um, anyway Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. That conversation continues on on Twitter about about whether or not the Fed is uh, in a good policy or not. I'll take calls for the rest of the hour on that if you're interested. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. My argument again isn't isn't that uh, we're going that we're going to operate through the investment channel to uh, stimulate aggregate demand. I th- my argument is we're going to operate through the export channel because the president is correct about this. The exchange rate between the United States and our major trading partners is a hindrance to expanding to expanding uh, U.S. Uh, share of, of uh, global trading. It is when you've got other countries operating negative interest rates. Everyone wants to jump into your currency, and the only way they can jump into your currency is to buy it, and that means that that appreciates relative to the others. So the Fed might be, in fact, the uh, the 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 that might be, in fact, the tail wagging the Fed dog, making it making it cut rates. Even though maybe maybe it shouldn't. You might say it shouldn't. It might make things looser. I'm just that. That's my argument. And I'm going to leave that there because I wanted to. I had wanted to talk last week, and I'm going to talk today about about the about the Bernie Sanders agenda and trying to think through, like an economist, what impact this would have if it was passed. Now, preface this by saying, I'm imagining a world in which Congress would, would vote for and, the pres- and President Sanders would sign Medicare for all, okay? And, and add to that, uh, add to that the other elements of the, of, of the uh, plan, free child, free child care, changing the changing the energy sector significantly, free public college. We're going to add all of that in. To do that, to do that, we're going to look at, we're going to look at a model not dissimilar to the one that we were, that we have, we have been talking about just now, sort of a, a, a simple aggregate demand, aggregate supply world in which we're going to have supply created by production and demand created 
created, you know, not through the C plus I plus G stuff. I'm going to actually change Mulligan's analysis just a titch here. As he indicated, in the 2019 economic report of the president, remember last week I talked about that the, that the, the new one's out? <gasps> and it's, you know, and, and talked about my love, my geekiness over having the ERP. The ERP last year, okay, the ERP last year had a whole chapter on Medicare for All and its impact. Titled Markets versus Socialism. You can bet this drove people crazy, right? It just probably just drove them drove them absolutely up the tree. So let me let me take you through some of that calculus of how it is that you that you can analyze analyze uh, Medicare for all. And I'm just going to focus on that. I'm going we're going to take then we're going to use uh, Mr. We're going to use uh, uh, Professor Mulligan's. Um, uh, uh, blog post, which I'll tweet to you again at the break. I've tweeted to you a couple times before, but I'm going to put this up here again. What we what we, dis, what we said was, so let's suppose the following. Let's suppose that you pass Medicare for All. That means 100% financing of the, of the health care system. And this is reflected in in this piece uh, in the 2019 economic report of the president. Um, most people believe that it would it would reduce longevity and health, particularly among seniors, because you're going to get rationing of care. And the rationing of care, in in a model that would would argue for efficiency would likely lead to decisions being made at the margin, which says a person who is looking at end-of-life treatments in a fully paid-for public system would not have the choice to extend their life unless they met certain criteria, and that a third party, a government panel, or a even a hospital panel, it doesn't have to be government, even though it would be in this system, but any panel of, of third party is likely to make decisions to not provide extra care to someone in the last few months of life sooner than the family will. Having been through that, that decision-making process with a few people in my own life, I can tell you that sounds right to me. Can I prove it? I don't know, but I'm just asking you to think about just Just spend some time thinking about it for your own self. I think you'd come to the same place I would. In the economic report of the president, you raise taxes to pay for Medicare for all. Absent me, absent from the uh, for the moment, this idea that I would tax billionaires, and let me instead just imagine that you're going to put those taxes in in the least harmful way possible, I'm going to give a Sanders administration the benefit of the doubt to say, when they put the taxes in place, they're not going to be idiots. They're going to actually do this in a way that is the least disruptive to the economy as possible. Okay? Or in the language of an economist, it's going to minimize the dead weight loss of taxation. So we're not gonna we're not gonna do this in some substantial way. We're just we're just gonna do it this way. In that chapter, in chapter eight of the of the twenty nineteen economic report of the president, they report out that they would have to raise payroll taxes by fourteen percent. So the Medicare tax in your check would have to go up by fourteen percentage points. Tax payments would rise by eighteen thousand dollars per household per year. Now, candidate Sanders has said, yes, but you don't have to pay any of those, those premiums. You don't have to pay those co-pays and so forth. So that's a wash. Ask yourself how many people actually get to, the, to, to pay all of the co-pays. Because some of you have deductibles that might be 6000 Some of you have, and, and there are families out there that have more than eighteen. For those families... They probably would rather pay $18,000 more in payroll tax than paying a $24,000 deductible. 
on a health plan if in fact they are paying $24,000 and they know that in advance but we seldom know in advance how much we're going to whether or not we're going to pay all of that and it's probably not a very large percentage of the population if we assume those points right 14% in, 14 percentage point increase in the payroll tax premium okay averaging $18,000 per household economic report of the president says Medicare for all thus financed Incre real income and GDP fall by 9% real national income net of taxes and health spending in other words disposable dis let's call it disposable quasi discretionary income meaning you took the health pieces out but you haven't taken out your housing cost of that would fall by 19% now is there a better way to finance this other than other than using the payroll tax probably not and the and the, the Sanders plan does say we're gonna your taxes are gonna go up if you make more than twenty nine thousand dollars so if I do that I think I, I think it's fair to say that these numbers don't seem unreasonable and the payroll taxes is sort of a logical way in which to pay for it since med that's how we pay for Medicare already why wouldn't we use that to pay for Medicare for all. Right. Is there a more efficient way? I'm not sure I could find a, a, a better one. I don't think the 9 to 19% is unreasonable. But that's only one part of the plan. And now what I want to talk about is the remainder of the plan and how it ties to this idea of, of how we talk about supply and demand in this, this way in which we would do this, say, in a you know, Principles of Economics class. And I'll tell you that right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. On the first part of the journey, I was looking at all the life. A consistent paycheck. That's the difference between working and being retired. Are you working with a financial advisor to guarantee that retirement paycheck? Has your advisor discussed this with you? This week on Money Matters with Alan Mike, they'll talk about how to obtain the income you need and the risks to be overcome during your golden years. Learn how to create a sustainable, consistent monthly check in retirement. Listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike, 2 p.m. Sunday on Business 1440, or call 855-231-6010. Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. If you are experiencing hair loss, let this be the year to make a new hair's resolution. I'd like to introduce you to the only permanent solution to hair loss, INeedMoreHair.com. Hi, I'm Mike Greenlee, familiar voice with Minnesota hockey fans. If you have hair loss and want more hair, go to INeedMoreHair.com. You will find some of the most experienced hair transplant specialists in Minnesota. Their doctors have given patients from around the world, including some of the most prominent celebrities, a full head of hair, and they can do the same for you. Here's the best part. Their technique is so advanced, the results are guaranteed in writing, and their prices are the best in the business. Prices as low as $3 per graft. Their office is conveniently located in Egan. INeedMoreHair.com will allow you to see a more confident reflection of yourself. That's INeedMoreHair.com. The consultations are free, and the results are amazing. Check out INeedMoreHair.com for complete details. That's INeedMoreHair.com. Experience you can trust, prices you can afford. Let this be the year to make a new hair's resolution. Check out INeedMoreHair.com. Are you a member of our rewards program? 
Yeah. I had the card here somewhere. We've all been there, rustling around for that rewards card you can't seem to find. At Business 1440, we simplify the process. All of the perks, none of the hassle. It's the Business VIP Fan Club, where you'll get early access to tickets for our events, exclusive content, prizes, and more. Sign up at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Thank you for listening today. So glad you could be here. By the way, my comment about the music before doesn't mean I don't listen to anything before 1976. I listen to a lot of stuff before 1976. But I can tell you it's probably been it's probably been a couple decades since I've ever since I've turned on Grand Funk Railroad or Deep Purple or Black Sabbath. And I'm not ashamed. I am not ashamed of that. Just deal with it. So let me let me six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. We're doing we're doing some things that I think cause a. I can just I'm just enjoying the conversation. I'm just enjoying the conversation uh, that's going on right now. And by the way, thank you, thank you. By the way. Uh, for for listening and thank you for the process because I do want to talk about this Bernie thing and and the way I want to talk about this is is in this way because there's a lot of focus on there's a lot of focus on on sort of the, the dollar amounts and so uh, you know it's going to cost thirty two trillion dollars taxes are going to go up by this much and, and so forth it's like just as we talked in the last hour, I did these topics together for a reason. Coronavirus is, is, is a hit to the supply chain and therefore a hit to aggregate supply. Putting all this additional money into the economy, people will argue, will actually make the economy grow faster or better. That's the, that's the Bernie Sanders, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez argument. You will never hear them talk about the impact on aggregate supply. And in particular, you won't hear them talk about productivity. Remember, the mother's milk of the economy is productivity. Why? Why do I say that? Because it sounds so capitalist of me to say that. But, but to appreciate this, right? In a, in a place where wages are set by markets, the, the buyer and the seller of labor, the buyer being the firm, the seller being the worker, will agree to pay more for the workers out for the workers labor depending on what happens to the value of the additional hour of work that that person that that worker produces right if i hire you for one more hour and you can make me 20 more hamburgers each of those burgers pays each of those burgers is able to produce for me a dollar more of profit over my over my uh, over my uh, material cost over the cost of the beef and the electricity and the the rent on the grill etc. Okay, so dollar more dollar more per burger twenty more burgers. I've got twenty dollars of additional profit. The worker and the and the entrepreneur agree to split that revenue. That's how workers get paid in a market. Now, suppose as a result of that, the result of having taxes put up, so payroll taxes get put up by 14% for Medicare for all. Let's suppose I'm in a world where, where the regulations at the, you know, for not exposing the workers to as much uh, stress on the job or whatever, means that that worker can only produce 16 additional burgers an hour. Now there's only $16 to be distributed between the worker and the entrepreneur. There's only $16 rather than 20 If they had chosen to split it, let's say, 
If they continue with a 60-40 split with $16, okay, wouldn't you know I'd do this in such a way I have to do math now, okay, then the employer is going to get $6.40 and the, and the worker is going to get $9.60. The real wage of that worker goes down now because of a decrease in productivity. As I've said several times on this show, people, when I talk about Trump economic policies, they typically want to go right away to the tax cuts. And, oh, the tax cuts haven't done anything. You know, they're just giving money to the billionaires. It's like, well, one cannot argue with the fact that there has been a, a significant amount of deregulation. The, the, wor- the value of deregulation to a worker is that it increases productivity and increases the size of the pie to be split between the worker and the employer after everything else has been paid for. Now, that's not exactly how... That, that's, I'm doing this as a simplification. In the real world, it's not how it works. Okay. Okay. But, nonetheless, there's significant evidence that increases in productivity get transmitted to workers through higher real wages. They support an environment in which you can pay, pay them higher real wages. And if you, go, if you want to bring out the real wage data to say that didn't happen in the United States in the last 40 years, I just say make sure you included benefits, which are untaxed and preferred by workers to taxed increases in real wage. The sa- think about what happened with the Obama administration and what happened when, when, when President Trump came, came to office. This is again from Casey Mulligan. Okay. If you look at what happened in pre nineteen CEA, the Council of Economic Advisors, in the new economic report of the president on chapter th- in chapter three, estimated the pre twenty sixteen trend from regulation reduced productivity by point one six percent per year, which would be one point three percent by twenty twenty four. Assume President Sanders would undo President Trump's deregulatory agenda and his corporate tax cut and therefore reduce productivity by another 3.3%. Taking energy as 3% of the economy, the climate change part of the Sanders agenda would, again, optimistically reduce productivity by 3%. Adding these to the productivity losses in the nationalized industries, healthcare, college, education, child care, you end up with 10.9% less productivity. Thus Sanders, thus, excuse me, Mulligan writes, real GDP and consumption would fall 24%. Employment and hours would fall by 16% combined. Real wages would fall 11% before taxes, but because your taxes are now higher, after-tax real wages would fall by 51%. The last time we experienced numbers like that were the Great Depression. So the stock market would fall probably by a similar amount, 50%. I mean, this, this last week would, would, would be, you know, a drop in the bucket. I do not think it's possible for anyone to look at that agenda without thinking about what the impact is on productivity, what's the impact on supply. And if it shifts aggregate supply more than it shifts aggregate demand, one more thing. Prices go up, right? Prices have to rise. And so I encourage you to read the economic report of the president from 2019 and chapter 8. I encourage you to read read. Read along in chapter in, in chapter chapter nine, okay. Uh, it's basically chapter three in 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 in, in uh, twenty. Um, which which I would believe uh, I I believe this this situation has gotten to be very light. Now, one piece which he did an appendix at the end of this this particular piece, which is this. 
One thing that's not measured in this, and to be very clear, because this last weekend, this last weekend we were talking about climate change because we had a conference up here, the Winter Institute, about climate change. None of what I've just described measures the impact of uh, uh, the climate effects. But the problem with the Sanders agenda is banning fracking makes climate change worse, not better. I don't quite understand why we want to, want to ban fracking. To the extent that worse climate means less GDP for the United States, that adds to the GDP impact. But there are other parts of the, of the climate agenda that Sanders has that could make things better. But the ban on fracking is, fracking is, is, is not very smart. And as uh, was pointed out by one of, our, one of our presenters, if you live in Minnesota where you rely a lot on, on, um, uh, on electric energy to recharge your electric car, you're probably doing more damage to the economy driving an EV than you are by driving your gas-powered vehicle. I may try to get her on the air to explain that for you sometime. It was a really good presentation. So... He's grading it out based on optimal policy, but frankly, frankly, a lot of the things you see in there are suboptimal policy that make that probably means that Mulligan's estimates are underestimating the impact, not overestimating. So why the heck does he say these things? Well, I have a thought or two about that, and we'll give you those in our closing segment right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to Business 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart. Tune in and radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. Impact Mortgage Corp. DBA Cash Call Mortgage. NMLS ID 128231. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in all states, including New York. Offer not available in Washington. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. You see it on TV every day. Global turmoil. But these international events help keep interest rates low and may even drive them lower. In response, we at Cash Call Mortgage have lowered our interest rates for the new year. And that's great news for homeowners. If you have a current rate above 2.99%, Call us to see how much you can save. If you qualify, we'll even pay your closing costs. And we can close your refi in as fast as 20 days with no upfront deposit. With our low interest rates and no closing costs if you qualify, there's never been a better time to lock in a low rate before it's gone. For a free quote, go to CashCallMortgage.com or call 800-990-6947. That's 800-990-6947. 800-990-6947. Social Security is with you through life's journey. Get to know us at socialsecurity.gov. We are there, day one, with baby names and a gift that lasts a lifetime. We are there as you grow, protecting you and those you love. We are there when you get your first job, helping you to save for the future. We are there when you marry your sweetheart to help secure your new life together. We are there if the unexpected happens, to help you see life from a new perspective. We are there when you start your next chapter to make sure you get off to a great start. And we are there when you lose your soulmate to help make sure you will be all right. We are with you through life's journey. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Get to know us and see what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. When it comes to replacing your windows and doors, ignorance is not bliss. You only want to have to do it once, and you don't want to make a mistake. Great Plains Windows and Doors has been helping homeowners all over the Twin Cities with their replacement needs, utilizing the entire line of Anderson Core product, including the most popular 400 series, which contractors trust the most, and they're made right here in Minnesota. Now that sounds like bliss. For a truly remarkable experience, contact Great Plains Windows and Doors at greatplainswindows.com. 
Listen to the King Banyan Show Saturday mornings at 9, live on Business 1440. It's the latest economic news, trade information, updates on the jobs report, and much more. Join us this Saturday at 9 a.m. here on Business 1440. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. So, why, you know, a few more little facts before I go ahead and do that. I I had forgotten, and someone someone uh, texted me during the break about uh, the um, how different, how, when this chapter was in the economic report of the president last year, the, the howls from... Uh, from uh, some elements of the media and from some uh, some Democrats regarding uh, the fact that there would be a chapter of the economic report of the president, 2019 version, titled Capitalism versus Socialism. And yet here we are. And I, I would contend, contend if, if, if you are engaged in conversations with people who want to argue for socialism and you're looking for good arguments... Uh, for for good information to have those conversations with them, you could do a lot worse than just getting this. It's free. You don't even you don't have to go buy it on. You don't have to go buy it from Amazon. You can get the you can get the entire report for free, and just cr- open it up to chapter eight. In their analysis, in the in the analysis, um. In the analysis, again, I just point out one more time. National income with Medicare for All, based on CEA calculations, including information from the Bureau of Economic Analysis, based on the Senate bill, on the bill, the Senate bill introduced by Senator Sanders. Medicare for All, impact negative 9%. Taxes rise from 33%. Total taxes rise within the national accounts, national income and product accounts, from 33% of GDP to 44.3% of GDP. Private health spending currently is 9.5% of GDP. Let's suppose that goes to zero, right? And that's, that's his argument, right? Well, wait, wait. There's no longer private spending. You're going to get all that money, right? Well, once more... Private health spending goes from 99.5% to zero. But taxes have to go from 33 to 44.3. Why? Because there has to be an increase, right? Some people, now that everyone has their health care fully paid for, don't you believe that there will be some people who get additional health care that didn't before? Right, isn't that the argument? I mean, there's some people that are going without health care and now we'll have more? Well, you would expect a rise. We currently have taxes and health spending at 42.5%. That would now go to 44.3%. Why? Because people would consume health care that they didn't consume before. Even with end-of-life rationing and all that, your, the, the models indicate that you would get more. That means that disposable personal income, disposable, na- uh, disposable income, national income, less taxes and less private health spending, goes from fifty-seven and a half percent of your of your of your uh, your paycheck to forty-six point seven percent. That's a fall of nineteen percent. So why they propose it? Well, they've been very blunt about this, uh, Alexandra Ocasio Cortez no less, has come out and said, look, we know we're not going to get Medicare for all. But I need a president who's going to pull on the process to pull people along so they'll decide to go along with, you know, maybe we'll get the public option. And that won't be so bad. But the incentive structure is such that once the public option is in place, you basically have private health insurance companies who are seen as being deeply disliked by 
by by uh, the Bernie Sanders wing of the Democratic Party. With now a public entity able to compete with them, how long before they introduce using additional tax money to allow the public option to become more and more attractive, to pull people away from those private systems, and maybe not outlaw them, but just let them die off one after another. Maybe at one point the public option and Blue Cross Blue Shield decide to merge. And the merger, in essence, nationalizes the blues. Certainly a possibility, is it not? Again, the impact of this is, as you increase taxes and as you increase regulation, there is a supply-side impact of those things. It operates to reduce productivity of, of labor and production. It lowers wages. It lowers profits. And there are folks who think that's a good thing. But it also lowers wages. And in the process of lo- lowering those wages... You're, you're simply going to have have people unhappy, but with a system that now will be nearly impossible to turn backwards. Turning back deregulation that's been put in by, by executive order, which is what Trump has done to many of the executive orders from the Obama administration. The unfortunate part has been that except for cert- some exceptions, um, the deregulation that's happened in the, in, during this administration is also by executive order and can be undone. Most of it can be undone, not all of it, because some of it became codified, codified through Congress. That, but that is the impact that it can have. Right? So the argument against, against what's being proposed by the Sanders agenda it isn't a redistribution question. It's the efficiency of this economy. It's the productivity of this economy. It's ability to allow people to work, save, and thrive. That's what's, that's what's at stake in this. And that agenda is not, that agenda somehow is appealing to more and more people. And so I will talk about it because I'm, I'm quite concerned about what happens to the economy in a world that looks like that. Thank you, Wyatt. By the way, Wyatt, I understand he'll be away for a couple months uh, while he while he goes off, but he'll be back. He'll be back later on. See you later, King Banging Show Business Week. Guys, waking up over and over to urinate is not okay. But now you can reduce those nighttime bathroom trips with the ingredients in Super Beta Prostate P3 Advanced. We're talking about less urges to urinate at night, less bathroom trips during the day, and better bladder emptying. It's like taking three prostate supplements in one. You can try a full 30-day bottle of P3 Advanced, free. Just pay shipping and handling. No strings attached, no obligations, and no commitments to buy. This is a 30-day supply, absolutely free. Call 1-800-459-3174. Super Beta Prostate is the best-selling brand in major retailers like Walmart. But for this no-strings-attached free bottle, you must call now. Call 1-800-459-3174. Don't miss out on this unprecedented free offer. Call 1-800-459-3174. 1-800-459-3174. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony I'm Madrid. Staff Sergeant Samantha Cowell. I'm Staff Sergeant I'm Alex Staff Stevens. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I'm proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member of... And I'm proud to serve in the United States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com I can't believe we have to make this commercial. It's ridiculous. You'll think it's ridiculous, too. Listen to this. 
This commercial is about, well, it's about parents being rude at high school athletic events. Ridiculous, right? It gets worse. Studies show more than 75% of new high school officials are quitting because of bad adult behavior. So now there's a shortage of refs here in Minnesota in almost all sports. No officials means no more games. Is that what you want for us? Come on, parents. It's time to grow up. Cheer for your team. Be proud of your children. But stop being so ridiculous. And don't make us run another commercial. Because we will. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Reminding you to always practice good sports.